3: future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com. Past
2: performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals including gold involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Uh I
3: haven't had a chance to talk
4: about this situation cuz last week I got sick and I've been sick since last Wednesday and I've been feeling like crap, man. I I, I I've had like chills, a really bad cough some sort of upper respiratory infection, and I've been popping hydroxychloroquine and uh, Zithromax and all these vitamins and stuff, but uh, I'm still on the mend. So, with that said, if I'm not, you know, at the top of my game today, please forgive me and bear with me. But uh, I think I got a pretty good show, and we're going to do our best to get through it. And, of course, we're going to be talking about the big story, the only story that we have... I mean, of course we're going to talk about this. Trump is going to jail, okay? That's a fact. They got him this time, ladies and gentlemen. And who would have thought, after all these years, all the endless witch hunts from Russia, 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 to Impeachment 1, Impeachment 2, the Mueller probe, all that, who would have guessed that the people who got him for real would be a sleazy convicted felon lawyer, a washed-up nobody porn star... And a Soros-funded corrupt communist district attorney. I mean, I didn't have that on my 2023 bingo card, I gotta tell you, But, uh, <clears throat> it's happening. No, I really don't, I, I have no idea. I don't think anybody knows, um, there's a lot of hearsay that tomorrow's gonna be a big day, right? But, <clears throat> at this point, it's just hearsay. Donald Trump seems to think that it's gonna happen, but I don't know. <clears throat> but uh, if, if they are really going to go after Trump and try to indict him on this, they're crazy. I mean, in what world, in what world does this benefit anybody other than Donald Trump? Because over the past few years, the American people have woken up. There truly has been a great awakening, uh, especially in the past couple of months since the Republicans took back the House. You know, everybody knows that there is corruption within the Justice Department and and the judicial system. They know that there's a protected class of people who can literally take bribes from China and rape and pillage the average American citizen and face no consequences whatsoever. And people are fed up. They're sick and tired of all the corruption. And, uh, you know, watching people like Anthony Fauci get away with murder. So when they go after Trump for possibly banging a porn star back in 2006, long before he ever announced his campaign in 2016. And they, they go after him on a bogus flimsy case that was already dead twice and then they tell us that no one is above the law. Well, uh, you know, it's pretty obvious they're full of shit and everybody knows it. So they're resurrecting this case that the FEC... And federal prosecutors declined to go after at all because they knew that there was no case. And they did this only after Donald Trump announced that he's running for a third time in 2024. Coincidence? I think not. So, <clears throat> and the idea that this isn't some political, you know, politically motivated attack orchestrated by the Democrats is absurd. It's completely ridiculous. Of course this is a, a, a politically motivated witch hunt. And I wouldn't be surprised to find out that the Biden administration was behind it, just like when they raided Mar-a-Lago <clears throat> over an overdue library book. You know, that was the work of the Biden administration. Biden had a hand in it. And so we have Jim Jordan and the House Republicans moving in to uh, force this Soros-backed district attorney <coughs> to come in before Congress and testify under oath and find out if this DA, you know, or anybody in his circle received federal money and find out what conversations were had behind the scenes. Now, I've got an article I want to pull up. Make sure you guys, please, as you come in, uh, please smash that rumble button, baby, okay? And uh, let me let me go ahead and pull up this here article talking about Jim Jordan. Here we go. So, Jim Jordan's preparing to demand testimony from Manhattan District Attorney. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan is preparing to demand testimony from members of the Manhattan District Attorney's Office as an indictment of former President Donald Trump is expected, according to a report. And he's actually confirmed this. This is not, uh, you know, according to sources close to the matter. Jim Jordan actually went on Fox News and says that they've already sent a letter. They're going to see if they comply with the letter, which, of course, they never do. And then we're going to be talking about subpoenas. So I would be, you know, I would be expecting to see things move pretty quickly here because this is we're we're in uncharted territory. We we are in. I mean, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest with you. If these people go ahead with this, we are on the brink of an an absolute, utter destruction of this country as we knew it. We we are moving into. You know, it's not hyperbolic anymore to say that we live in a communist regime, a banana republic, where the, the, the protected class, they commit treason, crimes against humanity, murder people by the millions, and get away with it. But they are going to then turn around and arrest their political opposition. You know, what, 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 what have we gotten just in the past two months? James Comer. Says that he has the bank records, which prove the Bidens enriched themselves, taking bribes from China, you know, which is uh, corroborated by the Hunter Biden laptop, which they said was Russian disinformation and suppressed ahead of the election, election interference at its finest. Um, you know, we we know for a fact, which many of us knew for a long time, but now it's a fact that COVID came from the Wuhan lab, that Anthony Fauci funded through the NIAID. And that virus was released onto the uh, the the world, causing massive destruction, wreaking havoc across the globe, destroying the economy, destroying lives, killing people. Okay, we know that the federal government's been reaching through big tech and censoring conservatives, violating the First Amendment, and we know that the the January sixth psyop was a gigantic operation to uh, arrest innocent people that are now rot- rotting in jail cells. Right. All this has been exposed to the American people and none of these people responsible have been held accountable. But these idiots, these dickweeds really think that they're going to indict Trump over some whore from 20 years ago and that everybody's going to cheer and sing kumbaya and say justice is has been served. You know, that nobody's above the law. Bullshit. This is going to cause a, a, utter chaos Everybody knows, Democrat, Independent, Republican, knows that this is politically motivated. And the only reason they're doing this is because it's Donald Trump and because he's running again in 2024. And if you still can't see that, well, let me go ahead and prove that to you. Because old Madam Corruption herself did the exact same thing and was fined for it. She wasn't indicted, she wasn't arrested. Former U.S. attorney argues Trump could be indicted for the same thing Clinton was fined for. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg is essentially using the same legal theory to potentially indict Donald Trump that Hillary Clinton's campaign was fined for, argued the former United States Attorney Brett Tolman. So check this out. Tolman asserted Sunday, Saturday that Bragg's legal theory that Trump tried to hide a campaign expenditure by using his then-lawyer to pay porn actress Stormy Daniels $130,000 in alleged hush money before the 2016 presidential elections would have applied to Clinton when her campaign hit a payment for the phony Russian PP dossier against Trump as legal fees. Former New York City police officer and conservative pundit John Cardillo tweeted, Bill Clinton and Paula Jones, $850,000, and no one cared. Tolman tweeted in response, and the Hillary uh, campaign was actually fined for hiding the Steele dossier payment under legal fees. Essentially, the same legal theory on the Stormy Daniels payment, the DA is running criminal investigations of Trump. Campaigns are supposed to report expenses over $200 and disclose the purpose of the expense. However, the Clinton campaign and the DNC funneled their payments for the dossier, totaling more than $1 million through the Democrat law firm Perkins Coy. According to the FEC, Perkins Coy paid opposition research firm Fusion GPS more than $1 million in 2016 for the dossier. Perkins Coy was then paid $175,000 by the Clinton campaign and about $850,000 by the DNC in July and August 2016 around the same time the FBI claimed they opened their investigation on the Trump campaign. So you get the point. You get the point. Clinton campaign was fined $8,000. That was her consequence. And the DNC, $105,000. They paid for the Steele dossier and concealed it. They concealed it. The, the, The Clinton campaign paid for it and concealed it. That's exactly what they're going after Trump for. They're saying that this supposed hush money that was paid to Stormy Daniels was written off as a legal fee to Michael Cohen when in reality it was a settlement, right? That's the entire case. Well, uh, Hillary Clinton did the same exact thing, concealed it through uh, her campaign, but the, the ramifications were far, far greater than anything that they could craft that Donald Trump did with Stormy Daniels. Because Hillary Clinton dragged the country with this uh, fake phony Russia hoax through one of the greatest conspiracies in American history and tried to overthrow the duly elected (coughs) president (coughs) of the United States. And what was her consequence? An $8,000 fine. So this is all politically motivated. And I don't know. Look, I, I got two theories here. Either they're trying to um, basically bog, because they, they know that there's going to be no conviction. I don't care how damn Marxist the grand jury is or the judge, you know, that the, the, the district attorney is bought and paid for by George Soros. Getting Trump convicted on this is a pretty steep hill to climb. This is the, the weakest case I've ever seen in my life. So they're they're trying to do one of two things here. Either they're trying to bog Trump down uh, so that, you know, because th- I, I don't think this is going to be the only indictment. You know, we have the Georgia indictment coming. I, I, I guarantee you that's coming. You have the uh, January 6th, Jack Smith investigating January 6th and the Mar-a-Lago raid and all that. They're also investigating his Save America pack. And I imagine that there's going to be indictment after indictment after indictment, all conveniently timed, by the way, because each of these are going to play out in the courts, you know, over the course of months. And uh, basically what's going to happen is Trump is going to be bogged down. He's going to be in a courtroom every other day when he otherwise would be out holding rallies and, and, and campaigning for his 2024 presidential campaign. Right. So this isn't about I want you guys to understand my theory. My stance on this is this isn't about convicting Trump of a crime. The logistics of that are insane. I mean, Trump, he is guaranteed Secret Service protection at all times. So how are you going to put Trump in a jail cell? Logistically, that is an absolute nightmare. Trump is not just he doesn't just have Secret Service following him to protect him. It's also to protect our national secrets. You know, you want to say Donald Trump mishandled classified documents at Mar-a-Lago and uh, compromised our national secrets. Okay, well let's put him in a jail with a bunch of criminals without secret service and, you know, he, if he is this criminal that you say he is, well, then he could easily give away our national secrets and compromise our national security. So you see, the Secret Service protection is essential. You can't, you, you can't put Donald Trump in jail, a former president, without Secret Service protection. And how is that going to work exactly? You know, and, and, and besides that, there has never been a president in U.S. history that's ever been even charged with a crime when you exclude impeachment, which is basically meaningless. Um, it's never happened, let alone conviction. How how the hell do you convict uh, a, a a man who appointed half of the judges in the country and three SCOTUS justices? It's just not gonna. It's not gonna happen. I'm sorry. I don't care how. Uh, you know, how one-sided the judicial system is and all all that stuff. Like, this isn't about conviction. This is about bogging down Donald Trump, forcing him, you know, to bleed himself dry in legal expenses, forcing him to spend time in a courtroom when he would otherwise be holding rallies, and basically just bog him down uh, from his, his 2024 campaign. That's one. That's one reason that I think they're doing this and that's why I think you're going to see one indictment after another after another strategically timed the other thing is I genuinely think that these people want chaos they want violence they want civil unrest because that allows the George Soros of the world the globalists to bring us into this uh police state and um y- y- you know a nationalized police force that that's that's part of their agenda to You know, this whole defund the police and BLM and Antifa, they want to create so much civil unrest and lawlessness that it uh, necessitates, you know, the the, the, the the police state, right? So these people are going to continue to stoke the flames of division and try to create as much civil unrest as possible, while at the same time demonizing everybody as domestic terrorists, you know, and and targeting people. And the mass surveillance state. So, so all of this that you see, it's all part of a greater plan. It 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 accomplishes multiple things simultaneously. You know, taking out their political opposition while also creating more civil unrest, which justifies and necessitates the mass surveillance and police state. So, um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I gotta say, it does appear. That they are uh, preparing for some civil unrest—that's for sure. We see law enforcement in New York, New York um, preparing for something. So after Trump put out this post on True Social, calling on his supporters to protest and uh, take their country back, the Democrats immediately began pearl clutching as they always do, and you know claiming that Trump was trying to put out a dog whistle to his supporters and incite another insurrection. And then you had the district attorney, Bragg, email all of his staff and tell them that their safety is his top priority and we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that you're safe from all these violent domestic terrorists. And then, so yesterday we learned that NYPD mobilized 700 riot officers and uh, they they are equipped with, you know, tactical gear and um, riot control weapons and stuff like that. And now, as of this morning, they're taking it a step further and setting up steel barricades around the Manhattan Criminal Court. Wow, that's very loud. But I just wanted you guys to get the visual. You can see that they're erecting uh, a, a gigantic... They're putting up a gigantic fence around the Manhattan criminal court, which, by the way, I don't... (laughs) I mean, a frickin' four-year-old could jump over them damn things. That's why, you know, part of me thinks this is all for optics. You know, the Democrats are just being opportunistic here and doing this for the public spectacle. You know, just like when they put the fence around the Capitol, where, despite the fact that there was zero evidence of any potential threat or plans of violence... Um, you know, they know that just the act of putting up a fence and making it look like MAGA is uh, potentially going to, uh, you know, <clears throat> there's some sort of violent terrorist attack coming. It makes MAGA look bad. So, you know, why the hell not? You know, that's what I think this is. It, it's it's just optics. There's been all these videos going around of Trump supporters out in the streets protesting and, you know, they're, they're acting like they're bracing for impact of some sort of a... Uh, terrorist attack, but if you notice, all those videos that you see going around on Twitter are several years old, and in reality, there's virtually no one out on the streets, and I really just don't think anybody's this stupid at this point to fall for another January 6th PSYOP, you know, not again, and if you are out there saying, well, we gotta do something, we gotta take to the streets, we gotta protest, okay, protest, go for it. But if anybody out there, you know, if you see the uh, NYPD start removing these barricades and waving you into the courtroom, I would suggest that you just don't go in. You know, if you see somebody picking up a rock or a brick, I suggest you get the hell out of there. You know, if if you see Antifa uh, breaking windows, yeah, I just I just would recommend that you you just steer clear of any of that. But you know, it is your constitutional right to protest. Now, I'm not going to tell you not to protest, but be smart. <clears throat> I need a sip of water. <clears throat> I'm dying. <clears throat> Yesterday, I felt like I was losing my voice. I don't know if you guys can hear it in my voice, but I feel like crap, man. Whoo! So we're pushing through. Please make sure to smash that rumble button, baby. You know, we're we're out here uh, half dying, trying to get you guys the news. <clears throat> and if you would, you know, uh, consider going to nickmosedar.locals.com and signing up to be a supporter over there for $5 a month. That would be greatly appreciated. My supporters on Locals are
3: really what makes this operation
2: No.
1: Order
2: now. Fighterflare.com.
4: Possible baby. <clears throat> and uh, I do plan to do some uh exclusive live streams over there in the coming days. You know, I'm I'm working on I've been spending a lot of time thinking about uh a, a, a media model that actually works, you know. Like my live stream schedule, and I'm like, you know what, we gotta do some we gotta do some stuff on locals. To give the people over there that support you, uh, you know, you know something, something in return. So, <clears throat> please click that join button. Head on over to Locals, sign up over there, and uh, you know, if you don't like it, if you don't think it's worth it, you can always cancel it at any time. But it really, really does go a long way in helping us to keep the lights on over here, especially you know when you got sponsors and stuff that you know might. Drop you at any minute. It's like you know. Anyways, anyways. Thank you, Roy. Says get well soon, bruh. Uh, R Arhoge says strep. I don't know, man. I don't go to the doctor. It, it's it's in my genetics to avoid doctors at all costs. Let me tell you something before we move on to this next story. So, <clears throat> my dad a few weeks ago had a stroke, and it was a, it was a pretty bad one. Now he didn't suffer any long term. Uh, brain damage or, or or anything like that, he's relatively normal, um, but it was very scary, and I just want to give you guys a, a glimpse into the mentality of my father and the genetics that flow through my body. My father had a stroke, right, and uh, he was by himself, and he was so disoriented. And his his he said it was like his brain was shutting off, and it would it would be like five minutes of absolute terror where he didn't know where he was at or what was going on. And then it would just, he would snap out of it and be okay for a minute. Well, you know, when, when this first happened, he said he thought he was dead. He, He was a goner and he was so delusional and disoriented that he went into the shower and turned on a cold shower. And he says, he remembers writing with his finger, like a letter to each of his kids in a shower where there was no steam, like there was no nothing. He wasn't writing anything. And he was he couldn't figure out how to call nine one one he couldn't remember the number nine one one well he snapped out of it and he finally called nine one one and uh, <clears throat> when the ambulance arrived he had already went through like three or four episodes of this, but when they got there he felt better like he snapped out of it again and he told him "I'm fine, I'm not going like he refused to get in the ambulance my dad refused to get into the ambulance after having a stroke. And they they checked his vitals and they said, okay, if you insist, and they left. Well, no sooner did they get down the road to the stop sign, did he have another episode. And he had to call them again. Like, that's the kind of, that's, that's my dad. Okay, and I've been on him. I've been on him, like, every single day, Trying to get him to quit smoking and trying to get him to, you know, like, I, I was upset about that. But part of, you know, part of that uh, reluctance to go and get any medical attention and stuff like that, it's it's in me as well. You know, unless my, my leg is falling off or I'm literally dying, I don't really go to the doctor. <clears throat> um. You know, yeah, these he's he's nuts, man. My dad's had several back surgeries and he always would like he, he would be the guy that to, to pull the IV out of his arm and then go to work. You know, he'd walk in his hospital gown to work, spark up a cigarette, and then get back to work. Like that's my dad. The man is is something else, man. I love him and I just I want him to be healthy. Um, but you know, it's, 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 he's almost 60, man, and he just had a pretty severe stroke, so, pray for my dad. Yeah, I know, I'm trying to get him to quit smoking, I'm really trying, you know, but he's been smoking for over 40 years, and he says it's the hardest thing ever. I quit smoking, I, I smoked for about six years, and I just, I said, you know what, one day I'm, I'm done, and I quit. And he's done it too, several times in his life, but uh, he's... You know, even with a near-death experience, he's still smoking. Anyways, let's get into the next story, all right? Sorry about your dad, bro. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I I love my dad, man. My dad is awesome, and uh, I don't know what I'd do if something never happened to him. So thank you for the prayers. And uh, anyways, let's get into the next story. Not trying to depress all y'all. So somebody actually asked me out there, my opinion on uh, DeSantis' comments recently, he finally weighed in on the pending potential indictment of Donald Trump. Now, I had this story pulled up, and I wanted to touch on this. Uh, so so we'll, we'll talk about this, and then we'll get into that. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy called on Ron DeSantis yesterday and Nikki Haley to get off their butts and condemn the politicized NYC indictment against Trump. Now, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy's running... Uh, As a Republican for president in 2024, and he said, despite the fact that Trump is his opponent, you know the weaponization and politicization of the judicial system is absolutely unacceptable. And he understands that you know if this could happen to Trump, then (coughs) one day it could happen to him, right? And he thought that the silence of Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley was absolutely deafening. So he he challenged them and he called called them out and said. You know, I, I I invite you to stand next to me and call this out and condemn it, right? And uh, whether Ron DeSantis was responding because of him uh, or not, we do have a comment from Ron DeSantis. So I'm going to go ahead and play that for you, and I'm going to go ahead and comment on it afterwards. It's uh, two minutes long, so let me make sure the volume's all the way up. But this is Ron DeSantis commenting on the Manhattan District Attorney prosecutor uh, potentially indicting Donald Trump
5: to New York so I've seen rumors swirl I have not seen any facts uh, yet and so I don't know what's going to happen but I do know this the the Manhattan District attorney is a Soros funded prosecutor and so he like other Soros funded prosecutors, they weaponize their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. He has downgraded over 50% of the felonies to misdemeanors. He says he doesn't want to even have jail time for the vast, vast majority of crimes. And what we've seen in Manhattan is we've seen the the, the crime rate go up and we've seen citizens become less safe. And so you're talking about this situation with, and look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just, I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to is that if you have a prosecutor who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years ago uh, to try to use something about porn star hush money payments you know that's an example of pursuing a political agenda and weaponizing the office and um, I think that that's fundamentally wrong I also think it's important to point out when you're talking about these Soros funded prosecutors yes they may do a high profile politicized prosecution uh, and that's bad but the real victims are ordinary New Yorkers ordinary Americans in all these different jurisdictions, that they get victimized every day because of the reckless political agenda that these Soros DAs bring to their job. They ignore crime and they empower criminals, and that hurts people, hurts a lot of people every single day. These Soros district attorneys are a menace to society, and I'm just glad that I'm the only governor in the country that's actually removed one from office during my tenure.
4: Okay, so <clears throat> now that's the first time I saw that all the way through. I pu- I pulled it up. I had it ready to go, but I've already seen a lot of negative criticism for Desantis's comments here, because yes, he called out the Soros DA, you know, and, and and the weaponization of the Manhattan District Attorney, but he also took a swipe at Trump, you know, saying I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a, a, a washed-up porn star and blah blah blah, and he got a little chuckle from the crowd. Man, I don't know if you guys can hear the dogs barking, but it's getting on my nerves. uh, we're, we're, uh My wife is doing this this Rover app where we're babysitting two little freaking Yorkies, and they're barking, and my dogs are barking at them, and it's driving me nuts. But hopefully you guys can't hear that. Anyways, so this is what Ron DeSantis had to say after two days, two straight days, of negative criticism and watching his poll numbers go down into the toilet. You know, he finally decided to comment. I I imagine if he didn't receive any backlash, um, he would probably have not said anything at all. But he was forced into a situation where he had to comment on it. You know, this Donald Trump is a Floridian. Okay. And he, he he's getting like he's I mean, if you've seen the poll numbers lately, Donald Trump is now crushing DeSantis in most every poll. So he had to say something. And he took an opportunity to say something about the weaponization, but simultaneously take a jab at Trump, which I don't think is going to go over too well. You know, Ron DeSantis, his tactic, his strategy here is not working out very well. Um, But at the same time, I got to say this, okay? What do you expect from Ron DeSantis after some of the comments that have been made from Donald Trump? I mean, Donald Trump put out a, a, a post on Truth Social alleging that Ron DeSantis is basically a pedophile. Remember that picture he posted of, of DeSantis drinking with high school students? And it was really blurry. And, you know, it, it came from, what was it, the Washington Post, like an old, he resurrected an old accusation from a, a mainstream media rag that was pretty flimsy and possibly baseless and cited that as evidence that Ron DeSantis is a freaking pedophile. So, I don't I don't expect Ron DeSantis to be like nice and respectful when when speaking about Donald Trump at this point. But at the same time, it's really not it's it's just not going to go over well. You know, DeSantis is at at this point, you know, if he really does plan to run against Trump, um I think that he's going to find that the only reason people support him is because he is a like great value Trump. You know, people like Ron DeSantis because he emulates Donald Trump. So if if you try to go upstream and 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 try to uh, cut yourself off the teat and bite the hand that feeds you, I, I think you're in for a rude awakening. You know, but. Yeah, so he did comment. People wanted his comment, and he gave a comment. Now, what more can I say? You guys, do be, be the judge for yourself. Now, let's continue talking about this situation with, uh, with Trump and the p- potential arrest. Okay, so we had a really interesting plot twist where they said that the indictment was coming down on Tuesday, and then at the last minute... Trump's legal team requested testimony from former Rudy Giuliani and Steve Bannon lawyer Robert Costello. Now, Costello is a Trump ally, and he's being called in to attempt to discredit Michael Cohen and prove that this guy's a liar. Now, that shouldn't be too hard to do. And this could be a pretty big deal. Um, You know, it could change the direction of things because... This guy, Robert Costello, was actually Cohen's attorney back in 2018 when Cohen was being investigated for all this in the first place, the tax fraud and the payment to Stormy Daniels before he pled guilty. So this guy, Costello, helped Cohen work on his defense, right? And and so he's seen the receipts. He knows the ins and outs of not only this situation, but also the numerous tax evasion scams that Cohen pled guilty to. Remember that Cohen, he went down not just for the Stormy Daniels thing, but also for concealing more than $4 million from the IRS and making false statements to a bank to get a home equity loan. So, um, you know, Costello is tasked with proving that Cohen's claims are not credible, that he's a liar and he's not to be trusted. And, uh, you know, it it should be the easiest thing in the world. It's It's amazing to me that a prosecutor, even a Soros prosecutor, <clears throat> would stoop so low as to using this guy, a convicted liar and fraud, as their star witness to take down Trump? You know, proving that this dude liar is th- that this dude is a liar is easy because he's a, a convicted freaking liar. And uh, again, this guy Robert Costello knows everything. He's seen the receipts. He had private conversations with Cohen. You know, and he knows whether or not this story that Cohen is telling is true or not. The, the whole basis for going after Trump is based on the testimony of Michael Cohen. You know, um, Cohen claims that he was directed by Donald Trump to pay off Stormy Daniels. And uh, he, was re- he says he was reimbursed for the $130,000 in monthly installments that were disguised as legal fees. Basically, what he, what he says is that Trump knowingly tried to disguise a private settlement to Stormy Daniels uh, through Michael Cohen and falsified business records. And, and Michael Cohen went along with it, and then he went down for it at the direction of Trump. And the reason that they say Trump did this was to, to one, suppress the story from getting out, and two, to influence the results of the 2016 election. That's, that's their argument. And so Costello knows whether or not all this is true, and his testimony could be a game-changer. However, I want to urge a bit of caution here, because let's remember that this whole thing is a a damn sham, okay? There's not an ounce of unbiasedness with the prosecution or within the, 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 the grand jury. This whole thing is bogus. And it's all about getting Trump on bogus, outdated charges that are well outside of the statute of limitations that have already, you know, uh, been dismissed by the FEC and federal prosecutors. Stormy Daniels already said she didn't have an affair with Donald Trump. Michael Cohen already pled guilty. Uh, and, and so the fact that this is even a conversation lets you know that this whole thing is predicated on lies and is a, a, a witch hunt. Plain and simple. So the idea that Trump is going to uh, bring in somebody at the last minute that's going to come in and drop some facts and kill the case and they're just going to pack it up and go home is a bit of a stretch. But, uh, you know, if if if, if uh, Michael Cohen's lying, let's just say that um, Robert Costello would know. Now, With that said, ladies and gentlemen, oh, yeah, R. Hoge says, so what? Look what the Bidens have done and what they did to cover up the laptop for the same purposes. Exactly. Exactly. You know, we want to talk about election interference. Come on. You had the Biden administration, uh, 50 current and former uh, intelligence officials, drafting a letter to claim that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation, All the big tech executives with help of the FBI and other intelligence officials suppressing the story ahead of the 2020 election and manipulating the results of the election. That's election interference. Trump banging a freaking porn star in 2006 and then paying her to shut up about it. Is that really on par with a laptop which documents over 459 Crimes of money laundering, wire fraud, uh, FARA violations. You know the the, the 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 former vice president's son was basically going around the country, influence peddling, likely trading our national secrets, um, so that they could enrich themselves. And Trump might have banged a whore. Wow, it's like a uh, you know tomato, tomato, right? No. And, and, and exactly, the fact that this, they're they're not going after Hunter Biden, they're not going after the clients of Jeffrey Epstein. They're not going after Anthony Fauci. The fact that they're not going after any of that, but they're going after Trump, tells you that this is a freaking witch hunt. You know, if you would actually prosecute the clients of Jeffrey Epstein, then when you go after Trump for banging a whore, I might say, okay, well, nobody's above the law. But clearly, some people are above the law, and some people aren't, okay? And every time you tell me that nobody's above the law, I know that you're full of shit, and it's that simple. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I would I would be weary uh, of attending any events, especially ones that seem highly organized and orchestrated. You know, uh, you might be walking into a trap. So be careful out there, ladies and gentlemen. As always, make sure to smash that rumble button and at the request of Roy, I'm actually going to shut this down and set up a live stream over on Locals right after this. Um, because, you know, I, I, I've got one more story for you guys, and it's related to the Georgia Grand Jury. And it ties in with all of this. Um, I want to set up a live stream over on Locals, and I hope that you guys will join me over there. You can do so by clicking that red Join button or going to nickmoseter.locals.com. And uh, uh, we're going to set that up in just a few minutes. So smash that like button. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll see you on Locals.